This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And it's the Titterpigs, the RPG podcast. Am I getting paid for this one? Back to Titter Pigs. This is episode 35. Scott, we are back. We are live. We are in the studio. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. Yes, we, we're here to talk about a few things. Uh, you know, how the year went for the Titter Pigs podcast and uh, touch on a few subjects and, and maybe briefly touch on how the hobby itself went because. Oh my! It's it's not. Oh my! Yes. Uh, let's let let's you know it's OGL apologies and Goodman Games. Oh my! For 2023. So um, oh, this year's been a dumpster fire in more ways than one. Yes. But we'll we'll come to that. But let's let's start mm-hmm. the episode off on on a good note. Yes. Um, Merry Christmas, Scott. I know Merry. we're recording just after Christmas, but I was mm-hmm. traveling. I was visiting my son uh, for yep. for the holidays, so I'm finally home back in. Mm-hmm. Chateau Modoc Studio. <laughs> it's, a, it's a palatial estate. It uh, is. This is my palatial estate. It's 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 not as big as the uh, the the South American country that I have surrounding my uh, my mansion, but uh, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my palatial estate's about the size of a shoebox, but we're okay. We we make do with our with our manor. Yeah, but um, yeah. No, in in all seriousness, you know, mm-hmm. happy holidays to you and yours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I, I hope everyone listening had had a great holiday, no matter what you celebrated or or if you don't celebrate anything at all. I hope you had a good, at, at the very least, time away from you know work or other responsibilities. Absolutely. So did you get any goodies for Christmas? Did I get some goodies for Christmas? Well, um, speaking of controversy, um, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> we were going to start this off on a good note. This better be good controversy. Well, it, it's, it is a good note. Yes, I, I, I did get a lot of goodies for Christmas. Um, I did get a couple things from, well, I did get things from my own family, which essentially involves me picking something out, giving it to my wife, and she wraps it. That's kind of what you do when you get older and you have children yeah. and, you know, you just, 
Just you just have something to open so you, you don't look like an idiot standing around the Christmas tree. But uh Touché. But I did get a lot of wonderful gifts from, you know, from friends, you know, such as yourself and, and other people um who who we all know and love. And um they arrived in, in a package from the United Kingdom. Uh what tends to be or what has been the case for at least uh, a couple years now is there's usually Christmas gifts and since my birthday is so close to after the holidays, there's usually a birthday gift tossed in there for for January. Well, uh, apparently my wife, who was provided the box, may not have read the instructions correctly. Oh, no. And she put everything under the tree. Oh. You opened your birthday present. Yes, but it is not a lost cause because the birthday present that, that I opened... Uh, there is something special acknowledging it inside. It was a box set, um, and I won't. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll save it for my birthday. But uh, but inside there is 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 something uh, pertaining to my birthday. So the the surprise is not fully spoiled. Okay, good. Uh, so so that that's going to sit on on a shelf until my actual birthday, of which I'll open it up and acknowledge all the wonderful people who who sent me the gift. But also, I I found out that I am horrible, horrible at at acknowledging gratitude for things because, um, <laughs> you know, it's just I I you know what one person sends you something, but it's from a lot of people, and so when you think a single person, you realize after the fact that you didn't think everyone else who's involved, even though you don't know who it was, and you just you just put your 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 face in your palm and just go you know you know fuck this I I'm you know I've just I'll, I'm next year. I'm just going to save all of the hall photos until the end of January. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, no, I, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go over everything, but I, I did get uh, Imperial Maledictum, which I was looking forward to. Um, the new version of the Warhammer 40k role playing game. Um, I did get a a uh, nostalgia piece. I did get uh, the Bushido box set. Uh, very, 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 very cheap online, and uh, that also came with a couple extras inside, and it, 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 it two adventures that didn't come with it, nice. so that was a pleasant surprise. Um, I got a a wonderful gift of uh, some old uh, publications on UFOs, monsters, and ghosts, which was uh, the worlds of the unknown, which was around in the early '80s, late '70s, which you know is one of the many things that I grew up with, which led me into my interest in these things. Sure, and and that arrived, and that that was nice to go through. And then there was uh, also some other things that I had uh, purchased uh, throughout the year in the UK uh, that was you know picked up by you know Pookie and Bud and Neve and other people, and those arrived too. So technically, weren't gifts, uh, but they were because um, right. Even though I'd paid for them, I didn't have to pay the exorbitant shipping. To get them here, so it's still I still consider um, consider it all to be a thoughtful gift. So, nice. so I made I made out like a bandit uh, this nice. year. So, how about you? Um, gaming wise, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the you know the things that I bought for myself on the holiday sales and mm-hmm. didn't even bother to wrap and put under the tree. Yeah. Um, I do have some packages, some uh, presents under the tree. Still, we're doing another. Uh, these are from the UK. I don't know what yeah. they are. We're doing another gift thing on new year's eve uh when my granddaughter and my in-laws come over and my other son um they're coming over because we weren't here for the holiday so we have that so christmas 2.0 i did find some stuff when i was visiting um 
my other son on Christmas mm-hmm. 1.0. I roamed <laughs> some game stores up in uh, Kentucky, in Lexington, Kentucky, and I found some like used books that were or overstock stuff that were down in bins that was nice, cheap mm-hmm. stuff to pick up. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I mean, nothing super exciting or rare, just uh, an old Nephilim book and okay. an old FAFSA Star Trek module for. Dan, one of the writers on the blog, I'm going to send that off to him up in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And what else did I get? Um, Dying Earth, uh, the Gazetteer for Pelgrane Press. Oh. Um, Dying Earth series. Um, what is it? The uh, Scom Valley, I think is what it is. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I know I'm butchering the name, but I mean, that was like 12 bucks, $13 yep. or whatever. And so it was Yeah, that, that that Dying Earth stuff is, is very pricey uh, yeah. because it's, you know, it's... Collector items as as they are, and there's always that wonderful collector price wall you have to deal with. So, I mean, sometimes when you find things like that, or like the Bushido box set, yeah. you know, which, you know, exactly. you're like, holy shit. But a- as they tend to be, you find them in either these obscure places, or like the Bushido box set was part of what looked like, and I've said this many times before, Grandpa passed away, so the the entirety of all the items for sale from this person on eBay is the Bushido box set, some old socks, a stopwatch, you know, th- things like that, where it's just like, yeah. I don't know what the hell this shit is. I'm just going to throw it out there and see what I can get. See, which is yeah, see nice. what I get for it. Exactly. <laughs> right. But I will, I will acknowledge that probably the coolest uh, gift that I got this year, uh, it, it's gaming adjacent. It is, mm-hmm. uh, it's a plushie. It's a gelatinous cube, D&D yeah. gelatinous cube plushie with the, the bone bits and stuff yeah. that fit inside of it. Well, oh. I got it from my son, my youngest son, mm-hmm. and he did a number on me. And and kudos, kudos to my youngest. Yeah. He the little shit wrapped it, which is great. But then he wrapped he he pulled all the the bone bits and the sword and the shield out and wrapped those little fucking things and then stuck <laughs> them back in it and then wrapped the whole thing. Oh. And so I unwrapped it and he goes, "And wait, there's more." <laughs> so, yeah, it was fucking great, dude. It was great. He he got me good on it, so kudos to the kid. Um, it was brilliant. My best yeah. gift this year, hands down. Um, yeah. This was the first year like he really went out and like got gifts from my wife and I on his own because he's living on his own now. Mm-hmm. Um, he got me a bottle of booze, which was nice. Got me that, and then um, the wife got a couple of uh, like those exit board games, those little escape room type board games. And, oh yeah. Um, I didn't realize you'd destroy the game and then throw it away when you're done. That feels really weird from a gaming gamer's perspective, yeah. but yeah. we did one. It was hard as shit and that was an easy one. Now I got a really hard one to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, God help me. Yeah. I'm stupid when it comes to these things, but that was my Christmas in a nutshell. So let's talk about the year in review. Yeah. Shall we? Oh yeah. Let's, no, it's, let's get into the ugly. Yeah. First. It's, it's, it's been, it, it's been quite the year, uh, for the hobby 2023. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that first before we get into the year of Titter Pigs, which was a better yeah. year, so to speak. So yeah, so the, the, it's been an interesting year. It's been a lot of controversy as we all well know. And, but we're not a, a tabloid type podcast or YouTuber, so to speak. So we really didn't touch on, on those as that's just not our way, but I mean, you Fair. know, between, between the OGL debacle uh that started the, started 2023 started let's, 2023 let's, yeah, let's be clear about that um you know ai you know just uh creeping in and out of a variety of different you know um uh, publishers and whatnot and it just it just kind of the the controversy just seemed non-stop throughout the year 
And so, um, yeah, it's 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 been quite the year of, I would say, a further splintering of a lot of the aspects of the hobby. There was a lot of lines drawn, uh, re, you know, in regards to these certain things that kind of push people to different corners. But hold on, to, Let, let's yeah. be fair though. Every, yeah. every every three or four days, <laughs> somebody draws these fucking lines in the sand in the virtual sand. Right, and then people cross them, and then they redraw the lines, and people cross them because obviously nobody respects boundaries, and nobody right. will under nobody will take a moment to listen to the other another person's perspective and go, okay, your perspective is valid, even though I don't agree with it. Right, you still have a valid perspective. I'm just going to go play over in my corner. You play in your corner, and we're cool. Right, but. It- yeah, and you know, and welcome to Twitter, X, whatever the hell you are this week, you know, Melonhead <laughs> Musk or whatever the fuck your name is. Um and you know, it's a, it, everything's a dumpster fire and it doesn't yeah. have to be, but it is. Yeah. No, it it does. You you are right. It it, it is exclusively a social media thing cuz you know, w- w- outside of that, you know, the games you play, whether it be online or at the table, or at a convention, a lot of these things don't really rear their ugly head, even though you you occasionally hear horror stories. But for the most part, most of that stuff is exclusively online, and you, you try your best yeah. to ignore them. And it, it gets, you know, it does get to be a bit difficult at times, but, you know, you try your best to not engage, which I, you know, kind of went in waves. I faltered here and there and kind of gave my, you know, two cents on a couple things. And we we even discussed yeah. Um, uh, a couple things we, we spoke about, you know, the, we had a wonderful episode regarding, uh, you know, artificial intelligence in the hobby, both, mm-hmm. uh, regarding sure art and writing, which was great. And we, we had uh, another one on safety tools and we had another one on safety tools. And to be fair, we, we kind of kept an even balanced approach to it. Our, our, you know, our, At least we pur- tried to, yeah, our purpose was not to take a stand either way, but just to kind of open up the conversation uh, to others to, you know, try to see it from both sides. Whereas the um, social media approach is, you know, you need to pick one or the other. Otherwise, you're, you're ostracized, ostracized no matter what. You know, if you yeah. pick a side, if you, if you don't pick a side, whatever the case may be, you're never going to win. And it just, aside from that, um, you know, there's, there's positive aspects uh, that that you know, obviously, it's it's been a wonderful year for you know more uh, creativity. A lot of a lot of cool games came out this year. Um, Hell yeah! Uh, people have been enjoying themselves. We we did a a couple, well, a couple maybe one because I'm kind of rolling into 2022. But we we've, we've done a couple um, APs where we had uh, a lot of fun regarding that. And and I do feel that you know if if you can just you know leave render onto. Twitter, what is Twitter's, and then render onto you know your your fun and your gaming onto that. You can kind of have a, a happy medium between the two. You d- you don't yeah, have to have to crunch them both together constantly. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I I think you, I think more people should separate themselves from, I don't know the the dumpster fire that is X Twitter, whatever the hell it is. Right. And 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 just. Just go back to playing games. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, I mean, we can all, it d- doesn't matter whether it's you or I or any one of our various seven listeners, <laughs> you know, <Yes>. um, <laughs> we can all think to handfuls of specifically named individuals. 
Right. And we all can pick different people on just just Twitter alone, right? That right. are, you know, espouse various positions on whatever topics, mm-hmm. you know, and if you say anything counter to that, whether it's on AI, safety tools, rules is written, yeah. topic X, Y, Z, double A, double B, whatever. Po- politics and gaming, all <laughs> the usual stuff, yeah. Yeah, then you are you are in the wrong. They are right, and you are just some lowly piece of shit. And it doesn't matter what you say because your opinion holds no no merit, no value whatsoever. Right, and you get blocked, you get shit on. So it doesn't really matter. But if people would just shut their bloody mouths and play some games <laughs> together, right. th- we'd all find that we're all, we all have a common agreeance on on lots of things yeah even those same subjects that we you know people are like bitching about but i digress yeah (laughs) save save the yes and for your role playing not for your comments on social media not your comments on social media that's why i've i i personally have mostly removed myself in 2023 from twitter because it's so vitriolic and I have, if I want to have gaming, like in real engagement about gaming, mm-hmm. I do it on Blue Sky now. Yeah. I don't. No. Twitter is just for posting links to my blog, mm-hmm. links for um, Titter Pigs episodes. That's it. It's engagement because people are there and people do follow links and, and look at our, look right. at my blog, listen to our episodes. So it's an engagement tool, mm-hmm. but it's not for conversational engagement. Right. And and again, you brought up another important aspect that, that occurred within the hobby is uh, an exodus, you know, a social media exodus, um, you know, with the the uh, degradation of Twitter to X and everything that came with it. People were looking for alternative sources and, you know, some tried, well, let's, you know, tried some of the uh, least recent ones like Mastodon, yeah. uh, things like that. And, uh, you know, there's also threads uh, and, um, and, and so on, which are, you know, decent, but they all have their own issues. But, but blue sky tends to be the one that people tend to enjoy most because, you know, the people who were looking to get away from it all have that kind of mutual agreement of like, we're here to talk about, you know, gamings, we're trying to keep it positive. And for the most part, it, it does a far better job, you know, focusing on that. And it, it may have something to do with how the algorithm works or whatever, but I don't uh, know, you know, but it's working yeah. and I can actually have like engaging conversations that are, are meaningful and do not become vitriolic dumpster fire. So, which is, which is fantastic. Right. I don't I see like a it. single comment on dice fudging GM screens, um, or rules is written on blue sky whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you fine. do, they are, it's a meet, and I have seen those conversations, but they are meaningful dialogue, people right. discussing it like adults back and forth, yeah, having adult conversations as people should, right? Where people, all people have opinions, whether we agree with them or not, it's okay, right? I mean, the only thing you need to do is mute Neil Gaiman. Because uh, otherwise, your page is going to be full of him reposting stuff. But after you yeah. get through that, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few the, others too. But he's the, he's the top one. But the, okay. the algorithm tends to work. And and, and to be yeah. fair, this is nothing against you know the 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 wonderful writer Neil Gaiman. It you know, but he does have a lot of spare time. It seems to apparently not just post, but repost a, a lot of uh, fluff. 
And yeah. if you don't, if you don't want your feed to be full of, uh, you know, a lot of things that he does, you, you know, just, you know, mute him every once in a while. Um, True story. I did. <laughs> so, I had to stop following him, but I didn't so, even mute him. I stopped following him. So as so, far as far as you know, I don't. There's not much else. I mean, we all know that there's the usual um, circle of life that occurs within the hobby that just happens year after year. But this is the focus has definitely been primarily on Watsy and all of their shenanigans that have been going on too uh, between the you know the OGL situation, the the Pinkerton uh, uh, crisis that came up, their potential usage of AI, and then their not potential usage of AI. You know, later on in this this year yeah that was weird and and all kind of you know uh uh, culminating with the with this coming year uh 2024 with the 50th anniversary of dungeons and dragons and what they're going to be doing with that but but you know them being the uh 800 800 pound grill in the room they've really done a job uh on themselves as far as yeah did i say that out loud yes you did and that's 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 a nice way to put it uh, but they they've really um, shot themselves in the foot regarding you know their reputation, and I'm not just talking about the people like you or I who are kind of like, you know, Watsy just has been putting out kind of crappy stuff for a while. We don't like their games. We don't like the direction they're doing. But more against you know some of the diehard fans yeah. of it who are just like, wow, this is this is not what we signed up for, and we're not happy, and we're going to start looking for other games. And that could be, you know, another thing of 2023 was the year of people actually leaving their comfort zone and discovering other games, which is, which is always a positive thing in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Mm -hmm. more people broadening their perspective and finding other games, whether they like them or not, right. You know, let's, let's face it. I've got bookshelves full of games. So do you, I only like a you know a, a small number of them are mm-hmm. like my go-to games. There are games that I do have in my not so vast collection anymore that are like meh. Eventually right. I'll sell them off or trade them or pay them forward, you know, in a, to somebody to hopefully enjoy more than me. Right. But that's the cycle of life when it comes to books and in the hobby, but people trying other things is is what this hobby is all about. Right. Broadening your horizons and you need to leave a comfort zone to do that. Mm-hmm. And Watsy doesn't want you to leave that comfort zone because they want to, and Paizo's the same way with Pathfinder. They want to suck you into their model, sure. into their brand, and they don't want you to bounce out of it mm-hmm. or explore out of it uh, in hopes of keeping you there, keeping your dollars in their brand. Right. You know, it's all brand management and, and marketing. Mm-hmm. And Disney does, everybody does it. It's just that once you can break through that bubble mm-hmm. and start, you know, putting your tendrils out there and finding other things that you realize there is far more out there than just fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder right. or Starfinder, that there are other games out there that you fantasy or sci-fi or whatever it is, whatever your tastes are that you might actually enjoy as well, equally as much, more, less, mm-hmm. whatever, but you got to, you got to explore to find them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Right. And and there, there's there's no harm or shame in, in playing another game and then realizing, hey, that's not for me. And, that, and I think that's important, too. I mean, you... You know, I mean, obviously, you don't want to go out and spend 150 bucks <laughs> on a bunch of books and realize, yeah. oh shit, this isn't for me. But there, there's ways around that. But yeah, you're you're only going to enjoy the hobby more and become, you know, a, a better enthusiast of the hobby by branching out as much as you can into as many diverse games as as, as you you know as, as possible throughout the year yep. if if you can. I mean, obviously, if you can. I mean, money is a factor, but. There's other ways to play these games without spending a whole whole hell of a lot of money, you know. And, and thanks to the publishers who who do that, you know, who provide free quick starts and other things to kind of right or know, community to, copies for those that are short on cash and right. supporters of those publishers who pay a little extra so that you know that extra two dollars when they make a purchase goes towards the the pool of digital copies that are available for community copies, right? You know. You know, so kudos to the publishers that do do that. Um, yep. th- that goes a long way. I mean, I'm sure, you know, we're not here to recap the entire year of 2023. No, 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 no. So there may be, a, you know, there's a lot of things I'm sure that, you know, well, what about this? It's like now we're, we're going to focus more on, you know, how Titter Pigs is done. But, you know, just one more thing to just end on. Yes, another another year and a, another uh, set of any awards, you know, uh, uh, was completed. With, you know, with with some people, you know, being upset, some people being happy and other people, again, scratching their heads at, you know, the, the categories that they chose. So um, I think enough said on that. <laughs> Fair enough. And the fact that we don't have a category for um, <clears throat> editors. I'm just well, saying. Yeah. But that's again, uh, I, I think 2024 is going to be the year where I kickstart the Eddie's uh, Awards. Well, I know Pookie and I would appreciate it, and all the other editors out there. Yeah, and but, but, but the thing, but the thing is, is I it's going to be E D D I E S, and I know that there's going to be a, a line drawn in the sand between all you editors saying no, it should be one D. Um. <laughs> We're going to talk offline. Yeah, all exactly. Right. So let's let's yes. move on to let's let's wrap up our our year, the, yes. the year of the piggies. Yes. So. <laughs> 20, 2023 was, you know, a, a an interesting year for us. Uh, we put it's been a out, tough year. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. We we, okay. we uh, and I, I hate to say only, but we we could have done a little bit more. But we only put out um, uh, sixteen episodes, which you know, which also included the um, the bonus episode, our six seasons in, in Sartar recap, um, which which we which we did the video on on my YouTube channel. So right, you know, it's no no shortage of content though because we we had a very diverse and interesting uh, you know set of episodes we did, both just topic related actual plays and um, and and interviews. But but you and I kind of we we had a you know a, a rough year as far as our availability oh, to record. I mean, it, it was a year of just work related, personal related, cars breaking down, houses, you know, situations with, you know, housewares. And it seemed like every time we would set a date to record something, you know, something would come up. Literally life. Um, Then my gaming funk on top of that, which I'm happy to report everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, I think I've shed the gaming funk. So I am, I'm neck deep in reading books and writing reviews and I'm jotting notes for a scenario that I'm yeah. looking to write. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it, it's it's turning around. It, yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, we 
we did put out, you know, 16 fantastic episodes as, as, yes. as far as I'm concerned. And, um, you know, the, and currently, uh, our, our absolute top episode, the most listened to episode that, that we have in all of our episodes, uh, came out this year. And which, which one was that, Keith? Uh, our top listened to episode that came out this year, if I if I recall correctly, I believe was our actual play, our Pendragon Sixth Edition actual play that was run by David Larkins himself. Yes, it was, yes. and then we also ah. had had our good friends Pookie and Roz join in with us, and and it was it was quite um, uh, quite a thing to see, you know, after that that came out, and and it seems to as. New news would come out regarding Pendragon uh, throughout the year before the starter set uh, uh, finally finally dropped. That uh, it would continue to gain traction, yeah. um, and you know, and it's and according to the the reference from um, from Spotify, it's 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 listened to four hundred and twenty percent more than any of our other episodes. Holy uh, crap! Yeah, and I, I I posted it online yesterday and. Uh, David Larkins, you know, made a 420 reference joke, which totally I, I missed out on the opportunity to make one myself when I posted it. But uh, but yes, he he caught that one and nice, and, 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 good and, on and, him. Yeah, I mean D- David, a wonderful sense of humor. So yeah, uh, and 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 very supportive in, in all things. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. so that uh, you know that was our top top episode. So that, what that, was our least most listened to episode this year. Let's so we said the good. So let's mm-hmm. let's look at the flip side of that same coin. Okay. So do we want to look doing at a year in review? Do we want to look at just the episodes for this year or of all time? Uh, of all time. I mean, because oh, it's okay. a summation of this year. So <laughs> right. So our yeah, because people listen to old episodes throughout yep. the year. But all right. So I I had it up right here, and our least listened to episode of all time. Uh, is episode ten? Uh, we, you and I, decided to do a um, a live stream on our our you know f- uh, um, neglected <laughs> neglected YouTube channel and oh, yeah. uh, uh, for for the Fourth of July. And it was just a kind of like last minute thing. Let's just do it for fun. And we, you know, it's got a lot of good views on there and a lot of listens. But uh, but we went ahead and took the audio. And threw it on, um, you know, onto the uh, uh, onto Spotify, and you know, it's it's a niche ep- it's a niche episode. Um, it's 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 in the moment. It's of it's of the situation where we decided to do it. I, to be perfectly honest, I've never listened to it, so I couldn't tell you what all right, we spoke so, about. All right, let's let's get down <laughs> to the bot- brass tacks. Yeah, how many listens has it garnered? Uh, itself, a hundred and fifty. So, oh, geez. All right, listeners. Yeah. Make Scott happy in 2024. Go over to episode 10, hit play, mute your speakers, and walk away. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't listened to the episode my, myself. So, and obviously he's he's admitted to not listening to it as well. No, I mean, and the, but, and this is not something that is uh, that is any different than most podcasters. Once you right. once you record it and you edit it and you've listened to it a good dozen times, depending on the the length of the episode, issues yeah. you have. You, you you've listened to it again and again and again. That once you drop that episode, it I'm just done. it just dissolves. It dissolves, yeah. um, which is always interesting when you get a comment from an episode from a year ago, and and, so, and <laughs> I someone have to go re- back and listen. Someone references something without you know without actually referencing it, and you're like, 
I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I guess. Uh. Speaking of that, I, I do want to put a shout out right here, right now. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody who has emailed us this year. Oh, yes. Or commented on Twitter or, or sent us DMs uh, inquiring about episodes or questions or mm-hmm. shooting us topics, whatever, whatever social platform, wherever. Thank you for the engagement. Greatly appreciated. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. No, I mean, it, the, the engagement makes it so much better. Uh, oh, yeah. we, we, we do enjoy it when we, we get it. We do our best to try to focus on it. Uh, when we do get them, but it's just it's good it's good to know we have the feedback because we we know we have the listens uh, because another thing I want to just draw attention to is we you know as of you know twenty twenty three we've we've uh, breached the ten thousand listener marker uh, we've had more than ten thousand listens uh, since we've started the um, uh, Titter Pigs podcast and to be fair it's probably a lot more than that because. For whatever reason, the the analytics that uh, Spotify grabs from Apple, which is our primary listening format, never adds up. I mean, when uh, I did the math one time, and one time they, they weren't showing at least fifteen hundred listens from Apple. Holy so, smokes! So, but 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 still, uh, it, it's great numbers for a little rinky dink podcast that that you and I do whenever we have a, a spare moment between all the trials and tribulations of real life. Of life. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so but no thank thank you all for that. Yeah, uh, I wanted to make sure that we we covered that and and gave our shout outs to all of you guys that were right. taking the time to to contact us. We do appreciate it. Yeah. But, Scott, what was your most memorable episode this year? Most memorable episodes. So we we we've God we had quite a a just a diverse amount. Um, can, can I before I answer that? Can I just read off quickly the the sixteen episodes that we did this year? Just yeah, just absolutely. Real quick. Okay. So other than our recap, which we did in the beginning of January for twenty twenty two, we started off the year with the fanzine roundtable with Andy Markham, James Holloway, and Pookie, uh, followed with the ever popular uh, Pen Dragon actual play with David Larkins. Uh, we, we had a great chat with Scott A. Woodard, uh, author of Pine Box Middle School, Six Gun and Flash Gordon for Savage Worlds. Uh, we had the, the wonderful lads, um, Pele Nilsson and Johan Noor, uh, creators of Mork Borg. Uh, you and I had a discussion on VTTs and got yelled at by Lloyd for not having him on that discussion. Um, True story. <laughs> Uh, then, then we then we had the wonderful uh, Kevin Borup who came on and did an actual play of his great Burn Two D Six game. Uh, pick that up if you if you get a moment. It is out available in physical. Uh, we spoke with Pat Mooney. I mean, had a great discussion on uh, nations and canons and and some of the educational aspects of historical gaming. Um, we had an, an AI uh, and tabletop RPG roundtable discussion, which was absolutely fascinating. And I, I'm shocked that we didn't get as many people moaning and groaning about it as as, as I thought as we would. <laughs> um, you know, we, we we did our any picks, which we tend to do, and we had Lloyd and James on there, James uh, Drucker, uh, to talk about that. Uh, we did toss in our six seasons and Sart- Sartar recap. Uh, fantastic campaign um uh that, that you know that we that we ran in by uh, uh by our friend Roy and uh then we we had kind of a a last minute episode but which which was wonderful 
with uh, Ian Stewart Sharp, the author of When the Wolf Comes. And that's, we kind of, we went into that knowing nothing about it. And it, it was a lot of fun and he's very engaging. Yeah. Then, then we had the, uh, the eternal Robert J. Schwab on to talk about that. And, and he, he did not disappoint, lives up to all the expectations that you want with Robert Schwab, which we had Bud stand in for Keith because Keith was sick. Uh, and, and, and Bud, Bud didn't hold any punches, uh, regarding, uh, the thousand thrones. So <laughs> that, that, that was, that was expected, but still a shock. Um, and Robert took it, you know, uh, perfectly fine. Uh, and then we had Charlie Menzies return, uh, to talk about his, um, uh, don't play this game, uh, his, his very interesting, uh, journaling game, which again, 2023, in my opinion, is also the year of solo journaling games. And then friends Alex Giat and James Stroker to talk about um, their uh, Grindhouse Volume 4, yep. I believe it was, and yep. just, just Grindhouse, uh, Grindhouse Horror Gaming in general and RPGs. And finally, we ended with the um, episode 34, uh, the, doing the safety dance with safety tools where you and I uh, discussed a, a, a topic that, uh, that no one has issues with, uh, nope. whatsoever. Why would they? So, so, all right. So thank you for indulging me with that. Just, <laughs> just so we, we, as, as I stated earlier, we had a great year, an interesting year, but my most memorable episode I've got to say was the first one of the year. Uh, it was episode 21, uh, the fanzine round table with Andy Markham, James Holloway and Pookie. For me, uh, that was just kind of one of those things where all we had to do was just sit the three of them down and just open the, uh, open the gates and just let them roll. <laughs> You're uh, not kidding. It was, it was fascinating. It was great getting their perspectives on certain things, the discussions, the, the opinions on zines, what defines a zine in, in the hobby, the history of them. Uh, all the wonderful zines that uh, that that Andy shared and James and Pookie uh, brought up, uh, you know, to the point where we created a separate list of all the ones that were mentioned that you know you can find as a link in that episode. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but as for me, you know, I don't just being so interested in the history of the hobby uh, and not not from a nostalgia point of view because I I never had any of these zines, but it was just more of just a general interest in the history of where we come from and what's inside these pages, you know, and what they tell us about the hobby as it was back in the day and where it's evolved and how many things have changed, but many, many, many opinions haven't, Right. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's the, the certain arguments occurred in 1974 and that same argument is still being argued to this very 2023. Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, but also because it was nice to have Andy on, we, we had him on previously for a video episode, but I think, uh, you know, Andy is probably responsible for my interest into kind of getting further within the hobby and probably also to blame for my collecting habit. So I, I um, <laughs> would, I would agree that Andy is probably your personalized gateway drug. Yes. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Andy is my, uh, uh, is senpai. I'm not, I'm not clear on the, the, the kids lingo these days, but I think that's it. He's, he's my, he's, he's my, both him and Pookie are my historical tabletop RPG gurus and there, there's no shortage of, of knowledge that, that comes from them. So that, that was my favorite one uh, for all those reasons. And also, yes, it was probably the easiest one. 
Um, That's fair. <laughs> I think you and I just kind of sat there, and I think we eventually we kind of said, "Well, time's up," and then then we kept going. <laughs> I think I went and ate dinner while while they were just talking, interjected every now and then to keep yes. steering things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that yeah, was but, an easy episode to to kind of yeah, chair. So so thank you, thank you, Andy, thank you, James, and thank you, Pookie, for that. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, Pookie's been on other episodes, but uh, and you know, Andy's yeah. been on a previous one, but all, all of you. James, you're more than welcome to come back on and, and talk about anything that you would like. Uh, you know, in fact, next time, just just let us know. We'll send you the link and just tell us when you're done and we'll stop recording. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that idea. <laughs> so, well, what was what was yours? What was your more, most memorable episode of the year? Well, to be honest, I liked all of our little children this year. They were all good episodes. Oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Uh, the darling oh, of the of the lot of children for me was uh yeah. has to be episode 28 our ai episode but okay. not for the reason why you think um mm-hmm. you know I, I i did think it was going to cause a, its own little dumpster fire and shit storm mm-hmm. just being that ai is such a divisive topic but right. um that's not why i thought mm-hmm. it's my episode for the year but Purely because I was able to get my friend Shane on the episode as yes. a one of the subject matter experts in this roundtable. Shane is a very close friend of mine. He lives locally to me here in South Carolina. Um, we go back a number of years. We used to run a game convention together and game a lot together, mm-hmm. uh, pre-COVID days and all of that. And Shane is super smart on AI. He's done a lot of research on it. And I think that comes through in the episode Yes. Um, his level of knowledge on it, because he was researching it um, when he uh, was working for a company that was writing the comp- people paid this company to write blog articles for them mm-hmm. and do some social media management for them and all kinds of things in that that vein. And they were doing AI research to invo- incorporate AI into their uh schema and he was responsible for doing that research and bringing uh finding ai tools to bring into their work their workspace and stuff like that so that's how he got so knowledgeable on it and that's why i wanted him as part of that conversation and and i was happy to be able to bring him in um because it was very uh, at least on the writing side it Mm -hmm. was very apropos and then as from a gaming perspective um shane uses like like a lot of us, he's tinkered with the AI art to to kind of come up with images for like just his home games and stuff like that to slap yeah. some images up for his players and then, you know, one one shot dealies. And so he's tinkered with it like most people have to some degree, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mid journey or whatever, Dolly. And mm-hmm. so he's he's tinkered with it. And I thought, you know, he had a perspective on both sides, stronger on the writing side than on the art side, but that he could bring that knowledge to the table and you know, it's always good to get your mate on the show. So yeah, no. And it's, and we couldn't ask for a better counterpoint, uh, you know, with, with Griff, right. uh, as the, as the second voice there. And, and I agree with that. One thing I liked about the episode was, is we didn't have two opposing zealots. We had right. two, we had two people who both worked and developed in AI but yet they they you know they had their pluses and minuses to discuss coming from both sides. Uh, no one was no one was absolutely well. This is the wave of the future, or you know this is going to end in Skynet. Yeah. Even, even though Griff kind of 
alluded to that, but uh, but they were both both yeah. Griff and Shane were very yes. even keeled on their positions. They had they gave pros and cons both ways. Right. Um. Nobody was utter doom and gloom, and nobody was utter, you know, yeah. fairies and Firefox. You know, just like ah. right. So and and it, and it both came from a position of years of experience. Yeah. Not ju- not some armchair YouTube jockey who thinks a bit of AI art looks suspicious. Therefore, let let's let's light the uh, dumpster fire again. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So well, that's great. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's it, it was kind of hard to choose between all 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 our wonderful children. But but let's let's be honest. Doesn't ma- even you know if you have more than one child, there's always going to be a favorite. There um, there always is a favorite. Yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of favorites, mm-hmm. what was your one favorite game, book, board game, something, even a video uh-huh. game okay. that you, Scott, got in your collection this year? It's not, I mean, this is kind of like Titter Pigs adjacent, but yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I mean, so I'll, I'll try to keep this as brief as possible because I mentioned it before, but it would have to be without a doubt um, the when I receive the uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters uh, international box sets for my birthday while at Strategicon. So h- how, I mean, it was just an amazing surprise. And the fact that it is also a fantastic game makes it even better. Uh, I don't care, you know, what you say, Pat, it, it, you can call it nostalgic all you want, but it's still a fantastic game. It doesn't matter when it came out. Uh, but, um, but no, just briefly, there was someone there at Strategicon, a, a, a wonderful gentleman who had a huge, huge collection uh that uh his his personal collection he was selling there at a booth and it and he was selling everything for next to nothing uh and he was he was getting rid of his collection to go move with his son and uh daughter-in-law and their child in montana or something like that so but uh, the one thing that he had was uh he had a couple things that were behind on a shelf uh you know like um like like the um uh, old BX D and D box, a couple really good collector collector's items, and then he had these two Ghostbuster boxes bundled together, and uh, he wanted a hundred bucks for it. And you know, and it was day one. You know, kind of how you are if you're in in a con. You're like, well, maybe you know, we'll see maybe what we'll else drop I the find. price on day two. Right, day exactly. Yeah. So so uh, you know, I kind of wandered around uh, a bit, and and uh, I went over to my friend's booth, Darren. He's like, you know, he's the one, he's the owner of uh, Critical Hit Games here. He's a good friend, and always, you know, uh, help him out at his booth at uh, Strategicon, and just kind of briefly mention it to him. And so a few hours, I went to go run a game, and when I came back, I went to go to the booth, and I saw it was gone, and the guy. Behind behind the booth said, "Well, <clears throat> you know, sorry, um, someone came by shortly after you did and and bought it up." I'm like, "Eh, no big deal. I mean, it's not like it it wasn't like the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, you know, for collectors. Right, it, right it would, exactly. You know, you know it would have been nice, but it's you know, it was still it wasn't a steal or anything like that. Like that. So <clears throat> so um, go back to the booth. Time goes by, and I go to run um, my um, uh, Dying Earth game that I had signed up for." And I don't know if, if anyone's seen my GM bag, but it's kind of like what it is. It's a it's a modified kind of one of those sewing kit bags. You know, they're long with a handle and whatnot that I store all my games in. And I run the game. And as I'm kind of leaning over to put all of the stuff back in, because it's the Dying Earth box and all that stuff, it wouldn't fit. I'm like, 
the hell's blocking it? So I'm trying to, you know, cram it into the slot. And then I, I, and as I kind of pull it out, it catches on it and out falls the Ghostbusters um, and Ghostbusters International box. <laughs> I it's remember still, this. Yeah. And with a little note on it that said, happy birthday or, ha- or happy early birthday present. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Please don't tell Haley. And Haley's his fiance uh, <laughs> that, that I spent a hundred bucks on this. <laughs> And yeah, so, so yeah, so I went back to the booth, you know, told him the story and, you know, he, you know, he said that was fantastic and wonderful surprise. Thank Darren for it. And so, yeah, that, that was not a long story short, but still, uh, the, my, my favorite addition to my collection this year, uh, just because of everything involved in getting it to me and it sits on my shelf, hopefully, you know, uh, awaiting to have a moment to run Ghostbusters for him. Uh, and my other friends there at the game store, uh, nice. you know, as soon as we we get through this um, the this OSC game that we're running, so nice. Yep. There you go. What about you? What was what um, was besides your funk? What was your best addition to? <laughs> your yeah, aside from my funk, which was not a gift worth giving <laughs> or getting, um, I I I would say the the coolest thing I got in my collection this year is not an RPG. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a board game. It's a historical board game um, called Votes for Women by Tori Brown. Mm. And I don't know. It, it plays so well. It's a really cool historical topic. The, the, the suffrage movement in the early part of the, um, the last century. And it just does a really good job of doing what a historical board game does giving you context and giving you, you know, some, some knowledge, some education and it plays so well and it has a two player mode, a solo mode, a multiplayer, you know, a a four player mode. It just does everything so well and all the different modes play very well. It's a very challenging game, but it's so fun. Um, I play with Roz, uh, quite routinely. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to, um, sitting down with my granddaughter soon. She's 12 now and, you know, uh, exposing her to it. And uh-huh. I just think it's a fantastic game and I think everybody should check it out. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I need to play more board games. You know, I've got a decent collection. It's just, I never, there's just never enough people to right. play. You know, it's just, that's, that's one of the problems. Um, uh, but, uh, that, that sounds like, that sounds like a great one. And to be fair, you know, I'm sure I could grab some people at, at, at the game store and do it, but it just, it's one of those things where it, it doesn't occur to me in last minute, but I, I believe he has a copy of that there. So I may, may see. About it is worth checking, checking out. out. If anybody's yeah. interested in learning about it, you can go over to rollingboxcars.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a review, just search for it. You can find it on my website and you can read my review about it. Follow a link to the publisher, right. which is Fort Circle Games out of uh, Washington, D.C. area. And, um, they're doing a Kickstarter right now, or it just ended for a second printing. It's already oh. funded. So it's going to print, uh, I believe in the second quarter of 2024. Okay. At the end of the second quarter, more copies will be available for distribution. Hmm. It, you know, but some store, you know, obviously stores still have them in distribution. Yeah. So, and on their shelves. Well, so, well, that is great. And, and especially it's something that you, that you get to play, you know, not just with slobs like me and your other friends, but with your, with your actual family. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people <laughs> Love you, you guys, actually, but I pe- do like playing with my, my family too. Right. People you actually enjoy. 
um, after you sign off. Um, <laughs> so, but let, let, let's let's carry on. Um, so this is this is kind of more you know this is going to be a little bit more focused on on the episode because I'm sure we'll end up talking about it. Uh, but uh, looking at 2024, you know, looking forward. Okay. Um, obviously there's going to be a, a lot of games that hopefully will come out and definitely will come out, but out of all the ones that you're aware of that, you know, what's, what one are you looking forward to, uh, coming out next year? Um, I, I need to preface this, mm-hmm. Pat, put your earplugs in and <laughs> happily fuck off. Uh, love you, buddy. Um, uh, shamefully I am, uh, looking forward to at least reading, if not trying just because it's wonky and crazy, the, <clears throat> the Monty Python game. Ooh, that came out from left field. I did not back the Kickstarter. I believe the PDF was sent out to backers. I Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was like an alpha or beta or whatever, but um, I believe I saw something that backers have their PDF now, but obviously I didn't back the Kickstarter, so I don't have it. So now I got to wait until it's, you know, retail available. But I'm a big fan of the Monty Python Flying Circus, I have it all on DVD. Yeah, I'm an, I'm that kind of nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, the movies, the skits. Um, as we all know, I like nostalgia and it always fails me. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure the game will fail me too, like most of them do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> ElfQuest. That's all yeah. I'll say on that. Mm-hmm. And it's a curiosity thing. I'm interested to, to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. I'm willing to check it out. It, How about you? Um well, uh, I think for me, and this, you know, I think I speak for everyone, uh, it is hopefully 2024 is the year that Mothership Second Edition, no, never mind. Uh, you mean the probably, year your zines from like Zine Quest 1 finished delivering? Exactly. Mothership Second Edition. Hopefully it'll be out ne- next year. But anyways, the, the, the drive, the enthusiasm has died as it does with things like that. But Realistically speaking, though, I am looking forward to the Pendragon core books and the additional books that are going to be coming out next year, uh, having a, a grand old time running the starter set for, for everyone involved. Um, you, you, know, you were in the beginning of that before you, you've had other things take away from you, but you, know, you, you died a righteous death. Uh, but uh, but yes. you know, I'm, I'm having a good time with the Pendragon starter set. Uh, but like with most starter sets, uh, why I'm looking forward to the core rule book is a, you know, an, an actual interpretation of some of the rules that we've been kind of scratching our heads at that might be more defined. I'm looking for the additional content, um, or looking forward to the additional content that's going to be provided. And I'm just, you know, it, I, it is one of those where I'm not only just looking forward to it, but I know without a doubt that I'll be getting it, you know, to the table, because uh, sure. just the the draw from the game it's it's, it's a fantastic well, game. Well, I'm not going to give away any spoilers yes. by saying this. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be one core book, right? Because David Larkin's already put that out. Yes. The um they changed the name on me. It's it's uh, not it, it's night something. It's now, the player's handbook. It's the yeah, I know, but handbook. it's it's called something specific like knights. No, no, manual. it's called the player's handbook. Now. Oh, it is okay. Yeah. In the starter set, it was called the the Knight's Handbook or something like that, and they've changed something. the name of it. Yeah. Uh, officially, it's going to be called the Player's Handbook. Right. That's going to be one book, and then there's mm-hmm. going to be the Game Master's Companion or the Game okay. Master's Book that's going to be separate. Right. And then mm-hmm. there's going to be like a GM screen thing, mm-hmm. I'm sure, because that's kind of the Chaosium model is the right. the the three the two book with the the screen pack 
thing with some extras inside as it Prob- tends to be probably because that yeah. seems to be their model they're following mm-hmm. yep um so and, yeah it's uh, not going to be one book when you say yeah. core book it's going to actually be two books right and then uh hopefully uh within a you know short amount of time uh their um uh rendition of the uh the great knight is supposed to be following i believe is what it's i think been the great knight is gonna release first okay and then that's going to be followed by, at least from the public things that I've seen, just because I've worked mm-hmm. on these projects as a proofreader. Yeah. But the public-facing stuff that I've seen that mm-hmm. I can talk about, I think the Grey Knight is going to publish first, followed almost immediately by, right, um, the Player's Handbook. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, it, it's it, having a good time with it, enjoying it. We've got one. We've got the last year left to do uh, before we can put a nice, neat bow on that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's something I, I, I'm excited about kind of taking it off of the rails that exist for the starter set sure. and having a bit more fun doing our own thing and kind of, um, you know, going in other directions other than just, you know, following the, um, you know, the, the, the beginnings of King Arthur, which again, a lot of fun, you know, don't, yeah. don't think for a minute I'm complaining about it because to be fair, if you're playing in Pendragon and you're complaining about following the 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 railroad of the boy king becoming, uh, you know, uh, the King Arthur that we all know and love, why are you even playing the game? Um, <laughs> so, you know what? That's I a mean, that's a very fair I question. Mean, I mean, you, it's to be expected. It's it's you know it's it, it's like going to see the movie Saw and then getting upset because a bunch of people got shot in the eyes with rusty nails. I mean. Why are you there? Better analogy would be like going to see the Titanic and being upset that the fucking thing sank. <laughs> I mean, come on. I wasn't you know expecting it's gonna this. Sink. I wasn't expecting this. I mean, come on, man. Uh, yeah, try I something didn't original. A boat to hit an iceberg and sink. <laughs> so, so, but no, yeah. So both both great things, and the good thing about it is there's no doubt that they are going to be out. Uh, in 2024 one way or another so we won't right. be disappointed what uh, i'm looking that, forward to it, it won't be 2024 that i'm that i'm aware of uh-huh. it, for pendragon is the big massive the great pendragon, pendragon campaign, campaign yeah for the new sixth edition um that's what i would most look forward to but I, that's probably a 2025 2026 who knows oh i, I have would, no ins i have no insight into that one unfortunately i, I, I would guess so i mean the one one thing about Chaosium moves weirdly uh, with their releases. It, you you kind of feel like, oh, 2023 was the year of RuneQuest. Uh, and 2022 was the year of Call of Cthulhu. So maybe 2024 will be Pendragon-focused, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, who knows? So that's a that's a tomorrow problem, not a today right. problem for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So speaking of 2024, mm-hmm. you know, and, we, you know, things that we looking forward to let's let's kind of wrap up our end of year with Mm -hmm. what do we want to do with the podcast in 2024 for listeners kind of give them a a teaser of sorts now i i kind of want to preface this with we're going to spitball a few ideas for you guys Mm -hmm. none of this should be taken as gospel some of these things that we might talk about briefly Mm -hmm. would will require if we do this will require lots of planning on our part may or may not come to fruition. Sure. Um, so these are just some things that we've been kind of spitballing. Right. But we, we do want to kind of put them out there in the ether so you guys have an idea of like 
we are working behind the scenes. Yeah, tr- tr- treat it like the like the our re- our re- coming review of ElfQuest. Um, it could happen, but if it doesn't, don't be disappointed. But yeah, so I so a couple <laughs> things. Well, the the ideas of what we think we may be doing, and also a a specific topic we want to touch on. But yeah. but since I feel you're the idea man. Uh, okay. regarding regarding you know some of the things that we're going to hopefully try out this year so i'm going to let you take the lead on that and kind of throw throw these these um uh throw these to the wall and see if, if they stick so what, okay what's, so mm-hmm. you know scott and i've been banging some stuff against the wall and don't pause you know, after so, banging <laughs> shut up go on <laughs> and we're like seven-year-olds um <laughs> So a couple things we do want to do. We do want to get a uh, do a couple of roundtables this coming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to do a, a game store roundtable. We want to get a couple of our friends um, that are either local to us in our geographic areas and then mm-hmm. uh, somebody from overseas. And mm-hmm. we want to bring some game store owners together with us and talk about the, the hobby, the industry, both from an RPG side and a board gaming side, accessory yeah. side, the whole thing. And and see what the state of the the industry looks like from the from a retailer's perspective. Yes. In 2023, and then obviously rolling into 2024. So that's that's something we've got in the works. That's that's taking some planning. Mm-hmm. We also want to do the same thing with game convention organizers. So uh, if you are a game game convention organizer that does a very small game convention or a larger game convention, you know, please reach out to us. We'd like to you know, put together a small round table and bring some folks onto the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need your expertise. Right. The big things that we're really working, um, and these are these are more things that Keith would like to try out, but I know Scott's super interested in these two. Yes. And the and these so. be, before you dive in, these are things that we're doing for fun. Because we're 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 trying yeah. to do things differently, but we're also trying to keep not just your interest peaked in the episodes, but also ours. So, yeah. so some of these things, you know, may not be conventional, but we think they're cool. We think they're fun. And hopefully if they do pan out that you feel the same way. So. Okay. So two ideas that we've had, the first one being a solo RPG playthrough. So this would be, mm-hmm. we'd st- again, we got to work out details, but don't know what game system, but I'm just going to, just for discussion reasons, I'm just going to use like one of the, uh, like Call of Cthulhu, like alone against the fill in the blank, right? I'll read something. Scott would maybe decide the the decision point, what we do, and then we'll trade off because we'd each own a copy of it. We'll use the same character, something like that. Don't know. Yeah. And then we'd do it in very small increments, and then we'll insert those into episodes, and you can kind of follow that story uh, as it develops over many episodes. They'll be Mm -hmm. in like five, six, eight-minute little audio snippets. But the bigger, cooler thing, and this is the one that we're we're really kind of like trying to figure out if we can make this one work. Trying, because yeah, this is this is the one where, yeah, we, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so we came up with the idea of trying to build a scenario. Uh, yes. Both he and I doing it while we record it, though. But kind of like the, you know, maybe ten or twelve years ago, there was like these RPG jams where you know people would get together online Mm -hmm. uh back in the old like google hangout days and do these jams and create something whether it was a scenario a little rpg bit piece whatever right uh or a set piece for something and it was cool you know some subject matter experts or people that thought they were get together smash their heads together create something well 
we thought about, you know, you know, doing it to build a scenario. Um, and again, doing it in smaller, not taking an entire episode to do, to, to, to do this thing. Cause we know it would take yeah. multiple episodes, but doing it in, in small manageable pieces. Mm-hmm. Some of it would be done, I think behind the scenes, some would be done, uh, in front of the, the microphone as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some pretty big logistic hurdles to, to figure out. Yeah. I mean, and this is the, again, this is iffy, but some of the things that we, you know, we're thinking about in both of those is, is there a way to have either some sort of listener engagement, some sort of patron engagement, um, some sort of engagement from people that we know without making it a big convoluted mess, so to speak, because, you know, the, or organizing these things and the old adage of, you know, the, the, the more chefs you have can spoil the soup. Uh, but we're, we're trying to, we're, so we're playing with a lot of these ideas, you know, juggling yeah. them, trying to figure out the best way without turning it into an, an immense project. And it, you know, essentially being the entire focus of the podcast, which we're, we're trying not to do. We're trying to make this an additional thing that we're doing for fun, for engagement, um, and, and may, maybe come out with something at the end, maybe not. Uh, but, you know, just, just trying to do do things a little bit differently. You know, yep. it's, 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 uh, as much as, you know, you, you like to hear, you know, two, uh, you know, old white guys in their late 40s, you know, moan and groan about AI art, you know, sometimes that might get long in the tooth. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could complain about our bursitis and our tennis elbows and oh our my. lower back strains, but oh, I think oh. talking about, yeah. you know, de- designing and developing a scenario would be cooler. I mean, that's that's better than me, you know, telling everyone I haven't had a good constitution since December 24th. Um, <laughs> so, and welcome I mean. to Titter Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting, maybe for the New Year's. It'll be it'll be a New Year miracle. Hey. Uh, but- <laughs> So anyways, these are some yes. of the things that we're trying to work. We've got this, we got like a hopper full of other things. I just wanted to throw out like the two roundtable yes. ideas, these two kind of bigger project ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what, what's going to come of them. Yeah. Obviously the the solo playthrough idea is a little easier and a little more doable than right. building a scenario. Because mm-hmm. um, there's lots of decision points in building a scenario like, what system do we use? What genre do we do? What about this? What about right. that? You know, the 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 three acts, the, the beats, you know, the right. whole nine yards. So Right. And then um, and then if you start involving whatever aspect, other people into it, that just makes it, you know, bigger and bigger because you have more options yeah. to build off of and all that stuff. So but uh but I, I'd like to add again Please. back back to listener engagement. If you guys have some ideas, you know, throw it our way. If there's something that, you know, you'd like to you know, um, you know, have us try out or do not no guarantee that we'll do it. But, uh, if you have some, uh, wonderful ideas, you know, to send our way, um, serious ones. Um, I'm, I'm probably talking to Bud Pookie and the rest. Uh, but, uh, if, if you have some serious ones that you would like to try or, or even, you know, other suggestions, you know, things you'd like to hear us talk about, we're definitely open to that also. Absolutely. So if you think it's a cool topic uh, that you'd like to, that you don't think anybody's talked about, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's slightly on the controversial side, you know, we, we mm-hmm. can definitely consider it. Not again, like Scott said, we're not guaranteeing we're going to talk about whatever you send to us, yeah. but we're happy to take a look at and listen to your idea. So please, you know, shoot us an email. Scott, what's our mm-hmm. email? 
It is titterpigspod at gmail.com. And there you go. Send it yeah. to us. We will yeah. we will give it some consideration. If we do use your uh, suggestion for a topic, we will definitely give you a shout out and a mm-hmm. thank you for giving us that suggestion. Because mm-hmm. uh, we don't work in a vacuum, you know, so obviously we want to give acknowledgement where acknowledgement's due. So right. that's an important so. thing. Well, do we want to wrap this up with our, our last thing that we'll, we'll offer up to the listeners? Um, and I think that's going to be, you know, speaking of what we're going to be doing in 2024, do you have a topic that's, that's burning a hole in your wallet that, that we didn't discuss this year or previous year that you want to see if we can uh, do an episode on in 2024? Um, Yeah, I, I really want to do this, like, you know, like this build a scenario thing i really want to see if we can pull okay. this off i think if we can do this right. and and man and manage it mm-hmm. in a way that is not overly burdensome for us to do it i think it can be pretty bloody cool to be able to do it right it's kind of an old school-esque thing mm-hmm. i don't i mean i don't know of anybody else doing it i mean i, I i've got a good way to start it so there, there, there's an island in the the west part of Italy. There's a, there's an old house on this island, and there's there's a, a group called um, the 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 Ghost Bangers, and they're there for a particular reason. We're, we'll you know we'll work out the rest, but I got a good name for it. It's called Virus. Interesting. <laughs> I like this idea. Let's see what we can do with that. And and, and it, it'll be based on Call of Cthulhu. You know, we we'll use Fantastic. Call of Cthulhu rules. You know, hey, you know, no, I mean, hey, you know, no, no, I can't think of a single one that's like this. So, buddy, wonderful. <laughs> maybe Bud will do a maybe Bud from Bud RPG's review will do a review of it once we're done. <laughs> Anyways, yes. All right. What about you? You got okay. you got a you got a yes. topic that's yeah. just burning to get out. Yeah, I've had this one for a year, and I, I guess I I feel that I maybe the more divisive of the of the two of us um, in, in regards to certain things. But this year, I'm hoping this is the year where we're going to maybe have a roundtable discussion about the trove. Um, and not necessarily just the trove itself, but it'll, it'll be the primary focus. But, you know, the idea of the trove, the, the, the topic discussion of, you know, um, you know, piracy in the hobby or, is it historical tabletop RPG preservation? You know that 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 okay. balance that balance of the of the subject of yes for for every copy of Mork Borg that's shared on there, there's you know a dozen games that no longer exist in physical form that you can never find. That's for somehow someone you know scanned the copy, and it's there for someone to reference or utilize or even look up that otherwise you can never find anywhere else. Or it's going to cost you eight hundred dollars. Uh, to pick up and 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 uh, and dis- and take a look at. So, so you know, not going into too many details of that, but in a nutshell, it's we're you know going to talk about you know the trove and the aspects of it, and okay. and have and have some people on that you know that um, are have opinions of it in both ways, and it may be another one of those where you know we just press record and you and I will go for a smoke and a cocktail. And and come back an hour and a half later to to screaming and yelling, um, so that's possible too. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's one. Well, we'll see. I mean, I've I've been trying to to get that one to 
an episode, I think, since we first started. But uh, we'll, we'll see yeah. how it plays out. It may change. Okay. Who knows? Well, so, there yeah. you go, listeners. That's kind of our our wrap up of twenty three. It's been an mm-hmm. interesting year. That's and then a kind of a where we'd like to go with twenty four. So as yeah. we've said copious amounts of times already, <laughs> please send us your emails, your suggestions, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put a plug. There'll be a segment after this one. But uh, if you're not a first off, I would like to say if you are a patron of the show through Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We appreciate all three of you. No, I'm just kidding. We appreciate all of you guys. We, we truly do. <laughs> yes. If you're not a patron um, and you, you do appreciate the podcast and like the, the efforts that Scott and I go through to put these episodes together and the mm-hmm. topics we discuss mm-hmm. and the people we bring together, mm-hmm. please consider becoming a patron and supporting the show through Patreon. Uh, we are doing some things through Patreon coming in 2024 Yes, that are going to, some of it will be public, some of it will be patron Patron. exclusive, Mm -hmm. so there's a little more content for for patrons, so there's that going for you too. Yes. So there's my, Scott, sorry, I stole it. (laughs) There's my pitch for patron. Oh, that's fine. I'll I'll still plug in the you know our our recorded you know pitch at the end. Just just absolutely just for for the hell of it. But yes, so we got to no, give no. our shout out to our patrons. Cause, absolutely, cause we love all you guys. You are yes. awesome. Yes, no, and and definitely, and and thank you one and all for every one of you who have taken the time to listen to our episode or to our episodes. Um, thank you to all of the wonderful people who have taken the time to come on to our podcast to talk about their games, to play games with us, to to be involved in, in our in our topics. Uh, looking forward to having you and many new people uh, in, in the coming year on. Make 2024 for Titter Pigs an even more diverse podcast than it already is and just branch out into discussing so many things related to the hobby. Um, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. So, yeah. All and, right, and, well, no, and, and and no more and no more uh, impromptu uh, uh, live streams during the Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> All we've right, learned, so let's let's stuff. end 2023 with a bang. I'd say you've had enough. Hey, Titter Pigs fam. Just a quick reminder. We do have our Patreon going on. It's patreon.com slash titterpigs. You can show your support there. We have two tiers for you, a $3 and a $6 tier. So show us some love and be part of our growing community. And speaking of our grown community, I'd like to give a shout out to our current Patreon members. Dr. Mitch, Jason Sheets, Bud's RPG Review, Dwayne Costa, William Payne, Lupus Malum, Salt Heart, Patrick Mullen, and our newest member, Dragon Girl 74. Happy New Year, y'all!